This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. You're tuned to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Your Time to Shine. It's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Celine Harlow, who is the Managing Director, the CEO of uh, My Dawning Light. How are you? And a rock star. And a rock star. And you look, <laughs> you look like a rock star with I your know. fantastic hairstyle. Thank you so much. In fact, you should post uh, a new picture of yourself. Send us a new picture of yourself and we'll put it on our website. All right, well done. You look, you look groovy. <laughs> Do you know, you know what groovy? Have you heard groovy before? Yeah, but isn't it a term from the from the eighties? No, it's from the sixties. From the sixties. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, you weren't even born then, but of course, uh, <laughs> means really good, groovy. Oh, thank you. Okay, just remind our listeners what uh, my dawning light is all about. Cool. Well, it is a self love platform, so I have put an incredible number of resources for you to learn and love yourself in all ways possible. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful, mm. and uh, all of those resources are available by looking at your website. Absolutely. So my website is mydawninglight.com. You can Google it. Yes, you can Google it. And uh, you talk. what you talk about is loving yourself. Absolutely. Well, I believe that self-love is the foundation of every journey. Whether you're on a spiritual journey or not at all, it is the beginning of everything. If you want to be happy in life, you have to learn to love yourself. If you want to move forward in your life, you have to learn yourself. If you don't have self-love, things are going to be much more complicated for you, and they don't need to be. Do you find that people are uncomfortable when you say that you need to love yourself before you love anything else? Well, I was thinking about that just... just you know, driving here actually, because I was thinking, you know, some people don't like cats. They say, mm-hmm. I'm not a cat person. I hate cats. And the next Same. thing they say is that you don't, you're not a cat person. Cats. I love cats. But okay. Okay. So what do you think? Do you think that cats are very like self-centered and a bit selfish? Oh, they're so mercenary, aren't they? <laughs> they were just going, well, I'll tell you what, the reason I uh, don't like cats for many reasons, but anyway, <laughs> the main reason is we used to have a cat, beautiful cat. Yeah. And um, we used to look after it. It was my wife's pride and joy. And uh, one day, obviously got fed better down the road because one day it just didn't come back. Mm. And then you see it walking by, but it just it moved on somewhere else. Obviously, it didn't like us. So you were offended. I wasn't offended, rejected. but I thought, oh, thank God that cat's gone. Oh. It that, wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> That was my fault. So, uh, you know, we should always turn our phone off when we come into the studio. But anyway, so I think that the, uh, maybe, do you think the cat didn't like me? Well, I, th- I feel that, you know, cats love themselves. Like they know exactly what they want from life mm-hmm. and they know how to get it. So your cat, you know, because he loved himself, decided to go somewhere else because, you know, the grass was greener there. So he was Although. perhaps a selfish cat though. He didn't care about but us. But that's the thing about, about self-love. You know, when is self-love selfishness? I believe that when you love yourself, you just do everything out of place of love. And some people who have weaker boundaries are going to be like, oh, she's so selfish or she's so loud or she's so outspoken or whatever. But, you know, it's really not about them. It's about you. You have to be happy. So do you think it's more important to love yourself than to love others? I feel that self-love, when you have self-love, then you can love others. Mm -hmm. It's not the other way around. What if you haven't got self-love? Can you love others? Yeah, but your definition of self-love might be distorted. In my work with clients, we I actually realized that a lot of people... So my definition of love is unconditional, boundless, limitless mm-hmm. love. 
But I realized that, you know, when I work with clients, their definition of love might be something different. You know, if they, for example, grew up with a parent who just asked them to do a lot of things, you know, mm -hmm. they might get a definition that um, love equals pain or love mm -hmm. equals hard work or, you know, if I don't do what you say, then you don't love me. So yeah. it, love has conditions. So, well, yes, of course you can love others, but maybe the love love for you is different than my definition of love. Okay, if you're preconditioned to a certain type of love and I realize that it's not the right sort and I come to see you, how long does it take for me to get going down the right road, so to speak? Does if it, you're does ready, it take a long if you're time ready to let go of it, because, you know, if you're, if you want to, your definition of love to change, mm -hmm. then you'll have to work through all those difficult experiences that you've had in your life. And sometimes it can be really painful and difficult and even it might seem impossible for you to relive those memories. Would you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> would people would people notice a difference in you, or would you look look like the same old Ken? Would I look like the same old Ken, or would I be different? I feel that you know, if you have your de definition of um, unconditional love, and you believe that it's possible for you to be loved unconditionally mm -hmm. by yourself and by others, everything changes, and it's going to be the, the beginning of everything for you. Do you go through a process in the morning where you get them to say? I love myself. Actually, you know what? I started doing this amazing thing. I'm doing this online course around changing my mentality around money. Mm -hmm. And so the coach, the teacher says that actually you should um, write down affirmations on your phone and they ring at 10 a.m., 11 mm -hmm. a.m., 12 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, and every time my phone rings with this affirmation, I feel it in my body mm -hmm. and I feel a change. So that's one thing, now one thing that you can actually do now and um, try to change your life. You live it. Do you have to live it? What's well, about... Feeling it in your body, is it mm. possible for me to be healthy, wealthy, and abundant and happy? Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't feel like it's possible for you and your body, then of course it's not going to happen in your life. But you do have down days. Less and less, surprisingly. Mm. That is good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we want to come and see you to get uh, some of what you're experiencing. Just remind our listeners where you are. Cool. So the easiest way to get in touch with me is through my website, so myadorninglight.com. And I have just so many ways for you to start working with me. I have coaching programs. I have only online trainings. I even have an online course that I need to launch. Yeah, I need to do this. <laughs> That's my next step. Today's topic is an interesting one, and I'm sure it's a question we have all asked ourselves, particularly as we get older. Why are you here? And what's the point of it all? And why, why would you pick that topic? Because it's, it's a fascinating topic. I love it. Well, I pick the topics for our shows depending on what's going on in my life or mm -hmm. the kind of work that I do with my clients. And I feel that, you know, the more I work on these topics with my clients, the more I feel ready to talk about mm -hmm. them. And so that's what was going on in my life um, when I chose the topic. I might suggest to you that someone who asks that question, you know, why am I here and what's the point of it all? It almost sounds a bit, de it sort of sounds a bit depressing, doesn't it? Sort of think, yeah, why am I here? What's the point of it all? But I think it's a very important question. I feel that, you know, we just go about our daily lives just, you know, trying to do our best and just do as much as we can during one day. And I feel that life is a bunch more than this. I think if we knew the answer to that question that you posed there, we'd be rich. I feel... My answer to this, and I'm sure that everybody who's listening to this show has a different answer, but my answer is that I am here to love and to be loved. Unconditionally, of course. Unconditionally, of course. Okay, so why do you, why do you think you're here? And what, what's the point of you being here on this on this earth, I suppose? That's the question you're asking. Is it on this earth, not here today in this studio? In this lifetime, you know, mm -hmm. during this day, during this month, why are you here? What's the point? Why did you decide to come here at this time? You know? What is the point of you being on earth, Celine? Well, you're asking about life purpose, I yes. think. Yes. No, no, I'm asking, <laughs> what, what do you think the point? I think perhaps for us to answer this question properly, 
We possibly need to be spiritual. Do we need to be spiritual no. to answer that question? I don't think so. Why are you here, Ken? Don't know. Cool. That's fine. Do you want to know the answer? Yeah, I want to know the answer. Why am I here? Cool. Why do you think well, I'm here? Well, my answer is very simple. You're here to love and to be loved. Mm. And you're here to learn how to do this. And it's much you know, easier said than done. But so, what's the point of it all? What's the point of it all? I think that we are all here to learn unconditional love, as simple as that is, as complicated as that is, as it is actually. And um, I feel that, you know, in this lifetime, I'm here to learn different lessons. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm here to maintain my boundaries. That's something that's difficult for me right now. So I'm here to do that, to learn that. And I feel that we're all here to learn different things and maybe to do different things as well. So my purpose, for example, is to teach self-love mm -hmm. in whatever way I want to do it. And I, you know, like people come to see me and they say, what is my life purpose, Selena? I want to know who I am. What am I supposed to do on this earth? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, there's no way for you to be outside of your life purpose. You are your life purpose. And if you decide to go for it, you can go as small or as big as you want to be. But there's no way for you to... I see life purpose as the silver lining in your life. Sure. Does that make sense? You said uh, a little bit earlier in that conversation, and that um, rambling that you did there, Sorry, in, did I speak too fast again? <laughs> no, no. You said, in this lifetime, were you implying that there is another lifetime? I believe so. You know, in my since I started learning Theta Healing, which was in January 2018, mm -hmm. I so I started working on myself on a really deep level. And, you know, I come from a Christian background, so, you know, reincarnation, not a thing for me. Thank you very right. much. But going to heaven is? Hmm? Going to heaven? Not even. I didn't really believe in that. I believe that life sucked, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And so I started learning Theta Healing. I started doing sessions on myself. And I had just weird mem memories coming up. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, there must be something there. And, you know, I'm not trying to convince anybody here. It's just been my experience that there's much more than what we can see, hear, and feel today. So you're of the opinion, obviously, that we're all here for a reason. But if you want to, I mean, you know, if you don't want to learn anything, if you don't want to experience anything, if you don't want to learn love, then you don't. And it's kind of like procrastinating, but on a much <laughs> bigger level. Yeah, but I suppose everyone does want to know why they are here. And uh, and if we, I suppose if we believe in Christianity, we might think that, okay, we're, we're part of God's plan. Mm, absolutely. And yeah. then God, you know, when we when we pass over to the other side, that God's got a plan for us. Mm. And it's, it's going on to maybe something that's been better than what we've had here. Obviously, it's paradise if you're, if you're a Christian. But what if you're not a Christian? Like, I'm not a Christian. I don't believe in it at all. I think it's sort of hokum. So I believe so, that when I die, I'm going to go back into the ground. I'm going to become fertilizer, perhaps, if my coffin isn't lead-lined and I can't get leech out. You know what I mean? So maybe I'll become fertilizer and give life to the grass. Is that what happens? Yeah, that would be one way for you to be useful, I yeah. believe. <laughs> Is that the only way I'm going to be useful? <laughs> well, it's a very valuable way, the cycle of life. So but what would be the point of me being here? If that's what I was going to be, some fertilizer at the end of it all. But I can't answer this question for you. I mean, I believe that, you know, like there's so much that we can do during one day. Mm -hmm. You know, today I did so many things that brought me a lot of joy, and I'm still going to do a lot of other things that are going, that are going to bring me joy later today. And I feel that, you know, every time we, every day, every morning, we wake up and there's you know, a limitless amount of possibilities in front of us. Mm -hmm. And often we just don't take those opportunities and then wait for life to happen somehow. Do you have like a long-term plan for your life? I mean, it almost sounds to me that you're suggesting that you get up and you take each day as it comes, that this is a day that I'm going to be happy tomorrow, I'm going to be happy tomorrow. But do you ever look down the track? I'm sure you do. 
um, and think, what am I going to be doing in five years' time? Did you do that? I'm actually not very good at goal setting, and I just started doing this um, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what I want and why I want it, so I've been starting to formulate this. You know, all the desires that mm-hmm. I have for my house, for example, or my future puppy or my future kitten, because mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to yep. have a kitten. <laughs> and um, it's been very interesting, actually, because usually I would wake up you know, I wake up in the morning and I see, okay, how do I feel today and what do I want to do today? And that would define what I would do. But now I'm deciding, okay, I can have this goal. I want to make this amount of money, this much amount of money per yeah. month, for example. And this is my goal. This is what I'm working towards. 99% of people live like that, don't they? They get out of bed, they get up, they have their breakfast, they go to work, they come home, they have their tea, they watch a bit of telly. Mm. That's what isn't that what we all do? Well, I suggest that there might be something more out there for you. Like what? Like doing something that sets your heart on fire. Mm. Not literally. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, uh, you know, if you're living your life and you're happy that way, and apart from maybe going on a holiday where you do something different, uh, <laughs> we're, so, well, we're sort of not stuck in a rut, but we've got to work to eat. Got to work to eat. Save a bit, go on holiday. What's the point of it? I mean, is that the point of life? But what if you, okay, imagine who you were as a child and you as a child must have had a dream. Mm-hmm. You must have been like, I have a big, big something to do in this, in this lifetime. I have a big mission. I'm Superman, you know, I'm a superhero and I need to do something during this life. And, you know, as you grow up, you kind of forget what you really wanted to do or you kind of tell yourself it's not possible. Your parents tell you it's not possible. You know, you can't be an artist and make, you know, a good mm-hmm. living out of it, for example. So, you know, we kind of tone down our dreams and think, oh, maybe this, this is as good as it gets. But my experience is, well, you know, you believe it is as good as it gets and that's what happens for you. Sure. If you increase your level of expectations, then you're going to expect more of life and you're going to go and get it. I don't think we necessarily um, tone down our expectations. We become realistic as we get older, don't we? Another way of saying things can yeah. <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> So uh, you know, uh, okay, we, we might or we won't, might want to be an astronaut when we're ten. Why not? It's just not enough room for everyone to be an astronaut. So uh, obviously, but not some everybody people will wants be to be an astronaut. Well, a lot of people probably do, uh, or a, a racing car driver, or a fireman, or a policeman, whatever, whatever you want to be. And I think as we do get a bit older, we say, okay, well, yeah, you know, maybe that's not realistic. You know what I wanted to do when I was a child? I wanted to be a secretary. <laughs> and, and, and what a great aspiration! But um, I know. Did you become a secretary? No, not at all. Why not? You no, know, you know, I was you know going to appointments with my parents when I was a child, and I would always you know see those very happy and smiling mm. and just very generous people, and you know sitting at a desk and they looked really beautiful, and I felt like I wanted to be a secretary. So that was my aspiration to be happy and generous, and yeah, happy was my word. So when did it change? That you didn't it still want to is my word. It's just. I just realized that I can be happy and generous to people doing different things like teaching self-love. Well, did you get realistic and think, yeah, do I really want to be a secretary? Because we, as, as we're, when we're young, we see everything as being quite glamorous, don't mm, we? Mm. You know, I mean, it's like if you want to be, a, for instance, a movie star, and I'm involved in local theater, not that I'm on stage at all, I'm, I'm behind the scenes type of guy. But I think if everyone knew what went on to produce a one-hour <laughs> play then, you know, a lot of people, once they get involved, they think, wow, I'm going to be here for three months to put one hour mm. on the stage. And those people who are dedicated enough to go through with it, well, you know, they become the real actors, don't they? But uh, I think that, you, yes, you do. You're right. You have to persevere to be what you want to be. But, you know, we might all have that dream. I want to be an actor. But sometimes when you realize the commitment that's involved in becoming that actor, most of us are realistic to think, 
never going to happen for us. I have the answer for you. I Don't just thought about the me. answer. I knew you would. Okay, so why do you want to be an actor? If you want to be an actor, what is your why? What is your why? What is your big why? What is it going to bring you to be an actor? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I might suggest a couple of things that uh, we want to be famous. Would you? Would that be a fair point? Whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. But like you know, if well, you no, have well, a... well, why would you want to be an actor? Why do you think people would want to be an actor? I don't want to be an actor. No, you don't want to be an actor. Question. But why do you think? <laughs> why do you think people would want to be an actor? Okay, so one reason that would inspire you to become an actor and to persevere and to you know go to auditions and just you know do it, whatever it takes, um, would be to work in great projects that inspire people, that bring joy, mm-hmm. you know, or that just, you know, allow families to have a nice evening together. That would be an amazing reason. And that is going to carry you forward as you move toward your goal. Because obviously, you know, you're going to encounter some big boulders on your on your path, you know, and you're going to have to climb them or you have to go around them. Um, but it's not going to be really straightforward. And you're going to, you know, it's going to be difficult sometimes. Sure. It doesn't have to be, but it's going to be. I might so, suggest to you, though, that uh, you would like my dawning light to be world-renowned, that everyone would say, wow, oh, Celine, Celine, Celine. <laughs> well, actually, I don't, I don't really want to be famous. I just want everybody to love themselves. So I'll do that, whatever the cost is. No, considerably, that's, that was a limiting, limiting sentence to say. But I want everybody to love, the, to love themselves. And I believe that my work, my business, is going to be a valuable tool you know, to accomplish that mission. But your aspiration for my dawning light surely isn't just to meander down a track and take it where it might meander to. Surely you would uh, want to be more than that, don't you? Well, I want to make a good living out of my business. I want mm-hmm. to inspire people. That yes. is my why. And um, and you're right, actually. You know, I'm in this process of setting goals and, you know, what do I want and how can I get it? And, you know, like I'm starting to set these goals and I'm automatically saying, like, you can't have this. Like, you can't be an entrepreneur. You can't work for yourself. You can't be a successful business owner because I come from a line of people who work from the land, you know, who are employed by big corporations in the area. So, you know, I don't have that belief in myself that I can work for myself and be successful. It's surprising so, to hear you say that because it's all, it sounds like a whole lot of self-doubt. Absolutely. And it's been so interesting and quite frankly revealing just to work around those beliefs and to actually identify them because I know they've been going on at the, at the background in my, of my mind. But, well, actually they've been here all along. So if I clear them, then I make space for more success, for more success in my life. Okay. So obviously you've decided that you don't want to be the secretary anymore. But it wasn't really about being a secretary. It was about being nice to people. Yeah, but that was the dream to be a secretary so you could be nice to people. That's so what's right. the, what's the dream now? I mean, do you change your dream? No, my dream is still being nice to people. It's just the shape that the dream. No, there's more to your takes. dream. I yeah. think it's sort of being a bit loose on that. You want to be famous. You want everyone to do my dawning light. And you and look, you can put your hand up and proudly say that. You can say, <laughs> "Yes, that is damn right." Um, honestly, I have a lot of fear around being visible Mm -hmm. and around being judged because that's something that happened in my childhood and I don't want to be seen Mm -hmm. anymore. I want to be really invisible. So I just want, I just want people to love themselves. That's, that's my why. Mm. And if it requires me to go on stages and talk to thousands of people, then that's what I'll do. Yes. And you love it. That's what I want to do. That's, that is, that's that's my why. I don't, oh gosh, (laughs) you're (laughs) making me say what I don't want to say. (laughs) Well, it, it is, isn't it? You would do that. You'd love to do that. I would do it if that is what was, mm, how can I say this? What's holding you back, I wonder? I guess it's the fear of being judged, criticized. Mm. 
you know, I think it's it's something that actually holds many of us back. So it's actually really good that we're talking yes, about indeed. this because I'm sure I'm not an isolated case no. here. You know, if you feel like, for example, you could you know start your own business or that you can be a successful artist doing what you love and, you know, you might say, this is not going to work for me or I'm not capable of this or I'm not good enough to do this. You know, if I do this, then people are going to hate me. Then those are very valuable excuses for you not to do what you're here to do. So as soon as you clear them, you know, why are you afraid of this? When did this happen to you? What's the worst that could happen? When you ask, when you answer those questions, you get to the root of the issue. And if you want to clear it, you're going to clear it and you're going to move past it. Mm. Simple as that. Yes, we do all fear criticism, but I think as you get a bit older as well, and you know, you're many, many years younger than I am, but uh, <laughs> you do get to a point in your life where you don't worry about it. Well, that's good. I'm looking forward to getting there. <laughs> you know, for instance, I do a lot of photography in my spare time. And um, there was a day if someone said, ooh, I don't think much of that photo, I would have taken it to heart. I just think, oh, well, we just don't see the photo in the same light. Mm. I'm seeing my mm. photo differently from, from how you're seeing it. And, and I'm sure, uh, you know, if you've come down from a, um, a big talk that you've given to someone about my dawning light and you hear someone saying, geez, that wasn't much chop, was it? Were you? Were you? Were their criticism smart or would you just say, well, obviously it didn't work for you? Actually, it happened to me last year. I was, I was thinking of a talk that I did at a local expo in uh, February 2018 and, you know, I had prepared everything mm -hmm. and I was just you know, getting myself out there and I was, had just done a training and I was feeling really, really confident. And on the day, it was just one of the hottest days ever of the year. You know, it's Hawks Bay, like a really dry and hot summer day. And we were, we were out in the garden. There was no shade whatsoever. And, um, the stage that the, the organizer of the event had prepared for us was a pallet on the ground yes. stuck between the house <laughs> and the veggie garden and the garden shed. I love it. And, um, Four people came to my talk and yes. I was not feeling well. I was standing on that pallet and I was about to faint, but I still went through it. I knew I wasn't doing a great job and my husband was filming me worse. No. <laughs> oh, gosh, it was awful. Um, why was I talking about this? I don't know. I can't remember why, but uh, because you are, it was a, a criticism of you. So if someone, you know, you, okay, you turn up to your big gig. You're expecting a hundred people. There are four people turn up. Most people would go, oh, my God, I know. I'm not going on. Absolutely. And for a few months, I didn't do any more talks. But then I found something that would resonate more with me. And I found that if I did workshops with women who would sign up to work with me mm -hmm. on a specific date in a controlled environment where I could, you know, tell them to do whatever activities I wanted to do, whatever meditation or whatever, and we would sit in a circle, then I wouldn't feel so embarrassed. So that's the first step for me. I'm not ready yet to talk you know, to thousands of people mm -hmm. on a stage and to have, you know, all their eyes <laughs> looking at me. Yeah. But I'm ready to do this. So, you know. So you're afraid of failing, really? I guess, I guess there's a fear there. Yeah. But then I know, you know, my why is carrying me. You know, I know why I'm here and mm. what I'm here to do. And that is carrying me. And, you know, there's a saying that says, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. I feel terrified, you know, coming here in the sure. studio and, you know, saying what I have to say and, you know, but it doesn't matter. You know, I'm, this is my life's mission. Yes, indeed. Okay, so uh, to recap, because we've only got about three minutes to go, um, if you had to say in two minutes, why are you here and what's the point of you being here, what would it be? I'm not obviously, like, I'm not just talking in the studio. So what do you think your life's purpose is? Is that because that's what we're talking about? Why are you here? What's the point of it? Tell us why. Is it a general question yeah, or a no, specific it's question? It's a question to you. Why am I yeah, why here? Why are you here? What's the point of it? Okay. Okay, so I am here to, to learn to love mm -hmm. and to be loved unconditionally. That is my big lesson to learn. 
in this lifetime or today, if you wish, I am here to learn smaller lessons around independence, boundaries, mm -hmm. overcoming my fears, um, learning to knowing who I am and standing up in my truth. This is my why. This is my what, actually. And um, as I learned these lessons, I'm also here to teach everybody who's willing to listen to learn self-love, to apply self-love in their lives. This is who I am. Yes. You say that you are here to love conditionally. Did I say love conditionally? Yeah. That was yeah, unconditionally. <laughs> love unconditionally. I was speaking too fast. My but mistake. I wonder though, <laughs> and I'm sure that you're the sort of person who could love unconditionally. What happens if it's not reciprocated? It doesn't matter. Love doesn't need to be reciprocated. You know, you can love and still have boundaries. Does that make sense? Sure, but I mean, if you're going around loving everyone, no one loves you back. But it's love is this feeling that has no beginning and no end mm. you know the love that i have it's just a never-ending well i have love and acceptance and joy for you and i have mm. love and acceptance and joy for everybody else you know it's not something that is that is subject to conditions you know will you love me back will you love me back then i can love you it's just i love you this is how it is the problem with that word just before just one final say probably it's so easy to say I love you. It's a bit like saying sorry. It's such an easy <laughs> word to say when, you know, the reality of it is you don't love everyone. You probably love your husband. You'd love your kids if you had kids. You'd probably love your mum and dad and your auntie and your uncle. But you don't love everyone else, surely. Well, you might like or tolerate everyone else, but you don't love them. Well, I think that's where our definition of love differs. You know, I don't need to know everybody in this world really well in order mm -hmm. to love them. Sure. I just, you know, it's like love is acceptance. It's compassion. It's peace, it's respect, it's boundaries. Indeed. You know, love is all those different things. It's not just, you know, I love you and, yeah. um, you know, sure. let's catch up once a week for a yeah, coffee. exactly. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> just to remind our listeners, we want to come and see you um, because you're a fascinating person to talk to. Um, just tell us about uh, where you are and where you are, but also don't forget... Tell us about your online training Oh my courses. gosh, yes, we almost forgot. Okay, yes. so okay, so the easiest way to get in touch with me is always through my website, mydawninglight.com. Yep. And if you want to check out local events that I'm running, then you can go to my Facebook page, which is My Dawning Light as well. Um, the online training. This is a training that I'm really excited about that I created in last November. Mm -hmm. And I actually haven't launched it yet because I'm afraid. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can talk about it anyway. So it's a simple training. And it's about, you know, if you want to, if you know that self-love is the next step for you in your life, but you don't know where to start, this is a training for you. And as I, tra as I created this training, I was watching a cat that we were looking after. And I was learning from that cat so much. And so this training is about boundaries. It's about self-respect. It's about self-acceptance. It's about getting what you want and knowing how to get it. And so for our listeners, I have created a discount. Mm -hmm. So um, the price of the training is usually $27, but for the entire month of March, I'm going to make it to $17. So if you go to my website and um, go to the training called Self Love Made Fun and Easy, and you type Self Love at the checkout, you're going to get a $10 discount. Isn't that amazing? If you don't mind me saying $17, far too cheap. Fair enough. But actually, the training is actually really small and mm -hmm. it's designed sure. for people who... Still, what a bargain. But absolutely. What an introduction to it for that price. But that's how much I want you to change. Yes. <laughs> so give us, give us your... Do you have a phone number that people can ring you on as well or absolutely. just through your website? Yeah. Um, so my phone number is 022-674-7836. Good on, Celine. As always, our pleasure. So excited. Look after yourself. Talk to the same time, same Yay. place next time. See you.
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.